0: From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Thursday, April 7th. Today, we're talking about fentanyl, something we've actually been talking about quite a bit, not just here in the Bay Area, but all around the country. It's an epidemic. KCBS radio reporter, my colleague Kathy Novak, has been on this story for us. And Kathy, this isn't the first time we've had a conversation similar to this here on on Bay Current, but we get some new information today. And I'll just start with a thing that I think is kind of the biggest takeaway, certainly what stood out to me the most. It's surprising, but really not surprising, to hear that fentanyl is now permeating its way into more drugs, more than just heroin, right? What are we learning about uh, how problematic the spread of fentanyl is becoming?
1: Well, I think that is why we are hearing this warning uh, previously from the San Francisco Department of Public Health, now from the Drug Enforcement Administration, sending a letter to federal, state, local law enforcement partners, and warning of what they've called fentanyl-related mass overdose events. I think implicit in there is this suggestion that if people are doing it, they Um, class a mass overdose as a group of three or more people in the same location. And when I spoke uh, to local experts here in San Francisco, the concern is that implicit in that is it's people who might be using party drugs, that you're getting together with friends. uh, In many of the cases, people who thought that they were using cocaine were not seeking out at all to use an opioid, much less fentanyl, and found uh, that they were in fact, overdosing on fentanyl. Three people died just last month of this in San Francisco. Nine other people within the space of two weeks um, were taken to the hospital because of fentanyl overdoses. Most, if not all of them, thought they were using cocaine. And the warning has been that, yeah, as you mentioned, it's just permeating the everyday drug supply out in the street, whether it's in pill form being uh Distributed as powder, either mixed in with other drugs or just fentanyl itself being sold as something else.
0: The perception of the drug itself, fentanyl, was that it was like a synthetic opioid that was predominantly found in a street drug like heroin. But why is it making its way into like what what we'll call here for the purposes of this conversation, Kathy, like you mentioned, party drugs like cocaine or ecstasy or MDMA and and things like that? Because, um, you know, I don't think that people associate party drugs with uh, a very hard drug like heroin, right?
1: Right. And certainly, you know, the people who are looking to get these party drugs are probably not seeking to have the experience that you would with with an opioid. And, um, you know, when I spoke to Dr. Philip Coffin, he's the Director of Substance Use Research at the San Francisco Department of Public Health. I think from his uh, perspective here in San Francisco, it might be a bit of speculation as to why This is happening. The most that he would say here really is it just is everywhere. It's the dominant opioid on the street right now accounts for 90% of the opioid overdose deaths. Um, bad enough for people who seek out to use opioids, even worse for people whose bodies are not used to it, because it can be up to 50 times uh, as potent as heroin and the window to react to an overdose is much smaller. He was saying you know, you may have 30 minutes or more with a heroin overdose whereas with fentanyl it can be as little as 5 minutes. Um, The release from the DEA had some suggestions in there that perhaps drug dealers are trying to get more people hooked on fentanyl so they might come back and actually the next time want to buy more. Hmm. Um, So I think these are questions that the experts are still trying to answer and, of course, trying to figure out what they can do about it. But in the meantime, it seems what they're really trying to do is get the message out that it's: if you are going to use drugs, you need to be aware that there is that much fentanyl out there, that no matter what you're planning to use, you should act as if it is fentanyl and plan appropriately.
0: Well, that is a very curious thing right like how do you plan appropriately for something so deadly that you're not that you're not expecting Um, what are they saying that that folks who aren't going to take the step of not using recreational party drugs on weekends with friends going out to a club for example if they're not going to take the step of just setting aside that part of the lifestyle that they enjoy on a weekend or with friends or whatever What are some measures that people can take if they are going to imbibe, shall we say, with a group of friends, going out to a club, going to a party, things like that? Is it greater access to the testing kits like what paramedics would have uh, when they arrive to the scene? Is it more access to the naloxone shots that people can carry around with them in their back pocket uh, when they're out with friends or out at clubs or things like that? I mean, what can people do?
1: Well, yeah, both of the above. So what you're talking about there is the harm reduction, right? That, of course, the starting point is people will say, you know, don't do drugs, but- Accepting that people will and therefore looking at it through a harm reduction lens. And as you said, getting your hands on test strips, testing your drugs if you can. Some of these are available even out and about in clubs, wherever you might be going. Um, Carrying naloxone, also known as Narcan, which can be administered as a nasal spray, learning how to use it. Um, It is accessible uh, at different harm reduction sites, certainly in uh, San Francisco, um, in, in clinics around the city. City. And the other part of it that Dr. Coffin pointed to is, you know, as we started talking about this, these are groups of people, right, you know, out to have a good time, presumably. So the it's almost like having a designated driver with drinking. Hmm. Uh, the advice is... Don't all use any drug at the same time. Always have someone who is alert and aware um, in case something goes wrong, in case you end up in this situation where you thought you were taking one pill, it turns out to be fentanyl and now everyone has taken it. The suggestion is to have someone who is always there with the Narcan ready, you know, it's a really horrible thought. But if, yeah. if something goes the way that you didn't expect, at least that person can get help or administer help themselves.
0: I guess final question, but, but also really shows, you know, my naivete here on the subject is about things, the the harm risk and the risk reduction things that you just mentioned, Kathy. Like, did, so you can get naloxone? you can get these test strips or or test kits without having to go to like a resource center in the tenderloin, for example, like uh, admittedly, I don't have experience with this. I don't know, but um, you know, for folks who are going to, you know, a club or a party or to a rave or, or, whatever, whatever the case is, right. These don't strike me as the kind of people who would be venturing into a neighborhood like the tenderloin, for example, where these resources might be available who are, you know acutely impacted by opioid addiction right so what i'm hearing is that these are the types of things these resources they are available
1: yeah. And I, I don't think it's that naive at all to say that, you know, there are places around the country where you need a prescription for Narcan. Okay. Um, so, you know, not everyone knows exactly how to get their hands on it, how to use it. And, you know, even just anecdotally, I see on friends sort of like Instagram stories like, Oh, Hey, this bar has test strips right here or Narcan available. And it, it might just be random out and about that different places you might notice a little bit more it. Um, but there are more resources on the San Francisco Department Department of Public Health website. And one place that they call out is at 1380 Howard Street um, is one place that you can go to get more help information. I believe they also have naloxone available there. Um, And Other there is also links there on the website, of course, to substance use disorder treatment clinics, um, because the other thing that they say and that we should say in addition to all of this is, you know, it. Ask for help if you think you need it. If you think you have an issue with substance use, always reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There are resources, again, on the website that you can look up. Um, And, you know, bigger picture, too, these experts are talking, again, in the harm reduction lens, there's a bigger conversation about safe injection sites um, and moves in this city to try to get one up. It would um, involve more uh, changes of law around on the state level. But there certainly have been talks here in San Francisco about the push for safe injection sites because of what we were talking about before, that you know it is such a small window of time for someone to be able to help in the case of an overdose, and if someone is going to do it, the people who are supporting safe injection sites are saying, you know, better to have it in a safe place where people are there and available to help.
0: Kathy Novak, uh, covering the story for us, has more at kcbsradio.com. Kathy, thank you for the time. Sure. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. You can subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere you listen. And we're on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.